and welcome to another episode of A Novel Evening. I'm Danny. I am your hostess for the evening, uh, for whenever you're listening to this episode. Uh, you can find me over on Bookstagram as at Blotted Ink Books. I share book reviews and quite a few photos of my face. So if you're not following me, by means, have a look. Uh, but for this week's episode, I am joined by the the truly lovely at the book diary of Miss Hewlett, and Hewlett is H E W L E double T. Um, she has a really gorgeous feed. Uh, first things first, uh, if you go over to her page, she posts a lot of you know a lot of stacks, a lot of flat lays of just really gorgeous covers. Um, her pictures are always truly stunning. Um, and she's very good at keeping up with the challenges that people tag her in. I am not so great at that. But as a result, she has some really, really interesting, you know, collections of books on her page um, that perhaps you wouldn't ordinarily see together. Uh, so by all means, go over, check her out, give her a follow, uh, brace for some absolute book want, book envy, add to your TBR pile. Um, And yeah, this is her novel evening. So a big hello to Katie. Hi. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Have you had a good Sunday? I have actually. I've been out for afternoon tea. Very nice. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. What have you been doing? Gardening. So much gardening <laughs> on Mother's Day of all days. I did get breakfast in bed and I did get a little lie in, which was very nice. And I did do some reading, so it could have been worse. That is quite a nice day, actually, and productive as well. So. It was very productive. It wasn't afternoon tea, but I'll take what I can get. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, speaking of reading, obviously yeah. the reason that you and I know each other is through bookstagram so tell me a little bit about how you got on to bookstagram where did it all you know get started well I think it's quite similar to a lot of people I've always been into reading but I had a few years where I kind of didn't read that much and then I got back into it and I was like I want to find people that have the same obsession as me and like a few of my friends read but not overly loads and I think they were just bored of me bombarding them with books that they don't want to read <laughs> so I thought well, I'd always, all, I'd seen pictures, and um, like most people in my personal account, I'd posted a few, and I thought, maybe I could give this a go. So, and I was quite nervous, but I thought, one night, I just thought, just do it and see what happens. Sometimes you've just got to do it. And did you kind of, you've got quite a signature style, I'd say, on your page. Did you kind of find that right away, or is that something that's taken some time? It took me quite a while, to be fair. I didn't really know what I was starting with. I was just like, I'm just going to take some books. I'm going to see what happens, take some pictures. And then I just found that the best place to take pictures was on my bed. <laughs> so that's how it happened. There you go. I love it. You always have like the most aesthetic pictures. Oh, thank you. Always. I always see them and I'm like, ah, oh, they all look. And like, we have like a lot of the same books. And yeah. for some reason, I don't spot them and think, oh, they look so good together. And then I see it on your page and I'm like, ah, oh, damn, they look really good together. <laughs> is just like a bed sheet a few books and then something in there else as well I'm like that will go in there that's perfect <laughs> I love it I love it I love it and you know would you say that you obviously we've now met in real life yes we have 
It was so wonderful. Are you kind of surprised how many people you've actually connected with sort of beyond superficially? Yeah, I was really surprised, actually. I thought it would just be about books, but then it just became so much more. And everyone's so lovely, I found, and so supportive. And it's just really nice. It's just a really nice community. It truly is. I think it's so many people come on here and say, you know, they can't get over how supportive it is. And for me to meet people in real life from this is kind of surreal. Yeah, I if you'd have told me, like, two three years ago that you'd meet people off the internet that you'd never seen before I'd be like no I won't don't be stupid <laughs> stranger danger like no no <laughs> exactly I'd have been like no I won't do that but we did and it was really nice and everyone was how I expected them to be I think that just shows that quite a lot of people on bookstagram are their real selves which I think is really lovely I, love, I completely agree with that and I think it's a place where you can be yourself without being kind of judged you know I think a lot of parts of Instagram outside of that can be a little bit it's you know what you see on the surface whereas I think because it's just books exactly and like I find a lot of other social media quite judgy like I don't really use anything else which has surprised me that I've done this for so long because everything else I'm just like no I can't be dealing with that but yeah like you said because it's not judgy and it's mainly about books it's just really nice yeah, and I think people respect each other's opinions as well. Even if there's a book that everybody else has loved and you don't, I think people are pretty respectful, really, as a general whole. Yeah, and I think you're going to get that because nobody can love all the books. It's just not possible. And some people are going to hate ones that you've loved, but you've just got to accept that and everyone has their own opinion. I mean, cough north and south, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you've got through part of it so that's the main thing yeah 80 pages isn't a lot <laughs> it's quite big though I did think when I was reading it like I really enjoyed it but at some parts I was like is this really needed yeah it's gonna be an interesting chat I'm just gonna have to ask you're one of the other girls to send me like the cliff notes version of what happened <laughs> just part it and then you'll be like yeah no it's all good exactly so obviously books the theme yes. of our evening uh so I'm going to be your maitre d for this this novel evening and I quite have to say to people there's some people I can guess what they're going to have some people I have no idea what's coming I'm kind of in the middle with you I kind of have Ooh. some like ideas of what I think you might go for but I think as well you might surprise me so to start with where are we going to go so this was the easiest question for me out of all of them as soon as you asked me to come on I was like I know where I'm going I know exactly where I'm going because when I read this I was like I want to be there <gasps> okay we are going to the annual literary masquerade that is from the novel The Starless Sea <gasps> oh my god yes 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 yeah it appears like really near the beginning yeah and it was kind of until I got to that point I wasn't sure how I was feeling about the book and then that appeared and I was like I need to be there that's where I need to go <laughs> so for people who haven't read it, it's basically a ball, a party. We're going to have a nice big party. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's in like an old fashioned style hotel. So you've got all the like dark wood and it's just beautiful. And everyone can dress as literary characters or authors of their choice. Or you can not dress up if that's your preference. But obviously all my guests don't have to dress up because they're going to be literally they are themselves yeah they are themselves so yeah this is perfect yeah and there's literally themed cocktails you know you can have a nice drink 
what more do you need i feel like we need to host one of these we need to host a bookstagram literary ball somewhere that would be amazing that'd be good my cogs are like do 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 yes Mm-hmm. And also, as Maitre D, you get to dress up if you'd like. So you mm-hmm. have the option to come as a character or an author. Oh, I'll mull that over while we're chatting and see if I can think of who I'd be by the end. Okay. So, who is the first person you've invited? The, I didn't really think about how my characters would interact. I just kind of went for people. Nobody has thought about that apart from Lindsay. Uh, Frenzy Reads had a really detailed, uh, you know, event of an evening. Everyone else has kind of stuck randos together, so it's yeah. okay. Okay, that's good. So my first guest is Penelope, as in Odysseus's wife. Oh. From A Thousand Ships. I've not yes. really read her much in anything else, but I just loved her in that novel I just thought she was really sarcastic and she was really bitter because who wouldn't be he's a bit of a knob and I did leave for quite a long time <laughs> long time and I just thought she could do with a party you know she's just yes. been sat there for god knows how long I think she'd be really funny and I just want to talk to her I think she'd drink quite a lot as well to be honest with you she probably needs to blow off a bit of steam doesn't she yeah. you know for sure and you know she can complain about him to us we don't mind it'll be quite she's gonna start off really like witty and funny and then as the night goes on she's gonna get real bitter and angsty about her man exactly like she does in the book like towards the end she's just bitter and by the end of the night that's gonna be her she's just gonna be sat in the corner being really bitter and I'm for that I think that's great (laughs) we have these vibes it's cool okay okay Penelope that's cool I didn't expect that who is next I didn't expect that at all we're going for Dante from the Caraval trilogy. I have no issues with this. <laughs> just basically for the eye candy, if I'm perfectly honest. because he, he has that kind of bad boy thing, doesn't he? Exactly. And I want him specifically just from the first half of Legendary. In, in that particular okay. part. Okay, so, that's specific. Yeah, because that's where I think he's just that bad boy. He's just beautiful. And I was like, I really love you. Okay. It's your party. You're allowed to be, you know, you're allowed to have stipulations. uh, And I have no issues with that whatsoever. Uh, And I don't think Penelope would either. I don't, I think, you know, they might, they probably would get on quite well, actually. She deserves a bit of fun, doesn't she? Let's face it. Odysseus was having enough of it. Yeah, she can have a bit of a flirt herself now, you know, who wouldn't want to. And so can we, because, you know. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm down with this I'm like keep going keep telling me more <laughs> uh, so yeah that's why he's there and then my next guess is kind of for the same reason um Jay Gatsby oh okay specifically okay. the Leonardo DiCaprio version from- yes I was gonna say so not of Robert Redford no. I can completely vibe with that I'm interested to see what he's like at a party that isn't his own. This is why I want to invite him, because at his own, he's really boring. He just stands there waiting for Daisy to turn up. Yeah. And she turns up. And it's like, that can't be fun. Surely that can't be fun. So maybe he should come to one where she's not going to turn up. Because he doesn't have to worry about it. He's not there worrying about how it will be. Okay. Yeah. And he will always look dapper. He will always look dapper. I just feel like society was really harsh to him and he deserves to come to a party and enjoy it and have a drink rather than just watching all his guests enjoy 
he really cuts a lonely figure doesn't he because there's so much happening around him and you just cannot enjoy any of it and it's so sad he's just always stood in the middle just looking really sad about life and daisy isn't worth it <laughs> not worth it she is horrible <laughs> so yeah okay maybe him and penelope you never know she's got options yeah yeah and we, we have options i'm down for this okay so who else have you got have you got some other people coming I do. there's a few more people okay my next one is Anne Boleyn. My girl, I can't. She's just got to come. I think she'd be so much fun. And I just love to talk to her. I think her and Penelope actually would gel. They were both women kind of ahead of their time. They were both very learned, very intelligent women. Um, and I would, and they're both quite witty. They've got that kind of sarcastic, sharp wit, haven't they? Yeah, they do. And I like that in a person. So I think I'd get on quite well with them. And I think they'd both just be really interesting to just have a cocktail with. And, just mm. and Anne them. would flirt outrageously, wouldn't she, with she Jay and Dante? How good would that be? So she good. is an outrageous flirt and everyone needs one of those at a party. We, yeah, and we're going to have several, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> just all flirty people. All flirty. I, I love it. And obviously Anne is forever and always you know one of my favorite favorite characters and you know real life character obviously but also in fiction so actually that's, that's probably who I would have chosen to dress up as which could be really awkward that's I'm that. yeah I don't know how she'd feel about that I don't think she'd like it overly actually no I don't think she'd be down so I'll have to rethink that but okay so Anne comes she's she's doing her thing okay who else is about to turn up well I guess the good thing is you get to talk to her rather than dress like her so sure that's that true that's true I'm I'm not mad I'm not mad at you. and plus if I'm you know hosting and bartending and stuff it's really hard to do that in a full French gown yeah that would be a bit uncomfortable mm, it would a little bit wouldn't it okay you, okay you are there to join in as well we have bartenders so you won't need to talk oh about that's you. perfect so I'm a maitre d who doesn't have to work that's my favorite kind of kind of evening <laughs> you know oversee you know you'd be that person that just is yes. there to see but also enjoy themselves because it's a party I love it this this is perfect for me and this is a very um it's a very elegant group of people so far Indeed, isn't it yeah even with Dante yeah he's not overly elegant but I think you know he could put on a suit and he could you know look do his thing who is next who have we got next so next we have two people because I oh. feel like they can um as a couple unfortunately okay. that's Celia and Marco from the Night Circus oh okay they yes they do kind of come as a couple but also they're quite fractious as well at, at times yeah. there could be a bit of tension I feel I feel like they might go off and flirt with other people a little bit to try and you know make the other one a bit jealous mm. which I work. and also like Marco is there more for the eye candy whereas Celia I think is really interesting so, but I thought, you know, I'll invite them both and see what happens. Isn't this always the way, though, with most of our female friends and their other halves? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, they're just there to provide some eye candy. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's, I'm really surprised that more people haven't gone with, with those characters in the Night Circus. I really enjoyed that book. Um, and they were an interesting couple. It was an interesting dynamic. And I reread it recently and I enjoyed it just as much. Oh, really? 
Yeah, even maybe a little bit more because I was wasn't rushing to finish it and to see what happened, which I do all the time. But yeah, I'm the same. I will even sometimes flick to the end to have a little look if I get impatient. Oh no, you don't. <laughs> if it's really high tension as well, I'm like, oh god, some or I think someone's gonna die, and I'm like, I can't not know if they're alive at the end. I do skim sometimes. I'm like, I just need to know if they're still alive at the end of the chapter. Yeah, if I can just see their name, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> breathe can't you like okay that's fine it's all good we have to remember these are fictional people (laughs) but when you're reading they become real like it just happens this that's why I like reading because you feel like these people are your friends for that however long you're reading the book for and then you're like oh no I feel sad because they're not part of my life anymore unless it's north and south and I couldn't have cared less what happened to either of them (laughs) they can just do their thing <laughs> yeah yeah I was like oh he sounds quite hot and then there's more factory stuff and I was like no no <laughs> yeah, I'm bored now. where's the hot man is he coming back <laughs> yeah that's what classics don't have enough of like hot guys just randomly appearing that is very true actually <laughs> they should have thought about that when they were writing them really should they should have done it's terribly selfish so you've got uh, you've got your couple have arrived is that it? Do we have anyone else? Um, we do have oh. two more people. Mm-hmm. Both of these are a bit of curveballs because I just thought they'd be really interesting. Oh, so okay. My token author, there's only one coming, and for only one reason, really, and that's Agatha Christie, purely because I want to know where she disappeared to for those 11 days. Yes. And I need to know. I just need to know, and I feel like, give her a few Prosecco's, she might tell us. Yeah, I for sure. And I think in that room, Anne Boleyn could get that information out of her. 100%. She can get the flattery on the go. And if she can, Dante can. Exactly. Someone's going to be able to get it out of her, and I just need to know. I am always so ashamed. I, obviously, I live literally in the home of, of Christie, and when I go to my local bookshop, there's like a whole wall of Christie's, because obviously it's Torquay. And I have yet to read any of her work. And I, I need to. She is good. I've not read to... that many, but I've really enjoyed all of the ones that I have read. I think now I've read, well, I've almost finished Daisy Darker. I really want to get to it. And then there were none because I've seen the adaptation. I've obviously watched Poirot. I've watched Miss Marple with my mum. And maybe I should actually read it. And I, they would be less annoying. <laughs> yeah, to be fair. And then there were none is a really good one to start with. I really okay. enjoyed that one. And the adaptation right pretty good oh okay okay right I'll add it onto the list so you've got Agatha we're going to ply her with some drinks and try and find out where she was uh have you read the Christie affair I haven't I have it but I've not read it yet very very good I'm not entirely convinced that that's where she was but I think it's uh it's an intriguing take on it yeah and I guess that's all we can do is have takes on it because no one's ever going to know it's a mystery and it's an annoying one because I need to know. It's very annoying, isn't it? You think, you think like on a deathbed or in a will or something, you think she would have just owned it. Yeah, and because she's a mystery writer, I thought, you know, just reveal that last mystery. Somewhere. Maybe that's what she wanted, though. She took it right to her grave, didn't she? And everyone's still talking about it even now. That's what she wanted. That is definitely Devious moo, Agatha Christie is. I'm <laughs> more for it, you know? <laughs> Okay, Agatha's coming in. This is one curveball. Who is our second curveball? This is the last person I'm inviting, mm. and it is 
going to be Lady Whistledown from Bridgerton. Oh, that's... I haven't read the books, okay. but I'm obsessed with the series. I love it. And I just think there's going to be some juicy gossip and someone's going to need to write them up the next day. So here's the question. Are we going to know she's Lady Whistledown or are you inviting, I can't remember her name. Oh, just I shouldn't say it because of the spoilers in case people are going to watch season one. Yeah, that's true, actually. Maybe we shouldn't give spoilers. So whoever, whoever the person is who is revealed, will we know it's her? Like, will she let everyone in on it? I feel like we would because Crap. we've invited her, but maybe the guests wouldn't because then they might, you know, stop. Mm. Then their actions might be impacted, which I don't want. I agree I with like that. Yeah, we should know because well, we've invited her. So We're in on it. We're in on it, but everybody else doesn't know. I like that very much. I've, well, I tried to start the second season of Bridgerton, but the husband walked in and I was like, no, I'm not watching this with you here. This is not what this is. Uh, but what I saw looked fun. Yeah, I literally was just watching it before we started this. <gasps> oh. I'm really enjoying it. Okay, okay. I know that uh, Quills and typewriters Alex ha is flying through it. Like she's watching it so fast. So I think, uh, luckily, he's away soon. The husband. I'm just gonna smash out a few, a few uh, episodes. I think. I like the mix that you've got. To be fair, I think it's intriguing. I think the setting works because it's a kind of a dark, cozy. Even though it's a ball, there's little corners to go off into. Exactly. So there'd be potential for some toward stuff to be happening can just mm. pop up in the corner, you know yeah I think maybe actually now I think about it they might work well together I'm, I'm not sure how Agatha's gonna do I think she's kind of I think Agatha because I was surprised though because in the Christie affair she maybe she sexed her up a little bit but she seemed like quite a modern woman oh did she okay maybe she would work then she could yeah. do I think I think she was kind of, again, quite ahead of her time. And I think she'd be pretty excited to meet Penelope and Anne Boleyn. Exactly. Maybe she might surprise us all. That's what I love about when people come on and do this. Like, oh, I haven't really thought the people through. And then when we're chatting and we're like, oh, actually, they'd really like this. Or they'd ask each other this. And that's yeah. the fun of a dinner party. Exactly. Or a ball. I still don't know who I'd go as, to be fair. I'm, uh, maybe I'll just go as like Marie Antoinette or something super elaborate. That would be really cool. That would be fun. Perfect opportunity to. There you go. That's what I will have to do. So we've got your guests. We're at our beautiful magical ball. Is there anybody who is not allowed to come? I found this question really hard. Ah. Because I couldn't really think of anyone that I disliked enough to not invite them. I was like, anyone can come, really, actually. I don't mind. But then I did think certain people might ruin it for my guests so that's the angle I went with I like that I like this angle that's considerate to your guests exactly so I went obviously Odysseus he's not going to come he's going to ruin it for Penelope so Who, where will he even be nobody will know he's not going to turn up won't even know it's happening because he'll be somewhere else on a boat somewhere doing something so yeah or on an island with sexy witches so yeah it's, it's all fine yeah so he's even if he does turn up he's not coming in because that just wouldn't work no. And the same for my next one, it's Daisy Buchanan. She's not coming in because she'd ruin it for Jen. Daisy has such neggy vibes as well. I just get such, like, no. I just don't like her. I, I like her wardrobe. Yeah. Maybe That's she could it. just give us her wardrobe for the event. 
but then she's not allowed in. I mean, it would get Gatsby off her back, wouldn't it? So, you know, she might be down. Yeah, she might be, but she's not allowed. She's definitely not. No. <laughs> and then Henry VIII, I don't really want him there either. He's going to ruin it for him. I don't feel like any party that Henry VIII is at is a particularly nice party anyway. And he just take all the attention because he yeah. has to be the centre of attention. And we don't. Want what him. I would love to do one day is do like an intervention with him and all his wives. Yes, that would be really interesting. Just in the same like, room and just have it out. Yeah, just be like, you can't talk for a little bit. Just let them have their say. Yeah, you shh now and just listen. That would yeah. be fun. But yeah, Anne is there to let her hair down and Henry VIII is not the mood. He's not the mood. He's definitely not the mood. But that's really all the people I could think of to not invite. So anyone yeah. else that comes, you can let in. They're allowed in. It's fine. I think you've been very considerate. I think those three people shouldn't come for very good reasons because I don't think that they're vibey people anyway. No, I don't think they'd really enjoy the party that we're going for either. So, and I think they'd all try and take it over a little bit. They've all kind of got that that thing. Yeah, those big, like two big personalities. Yeah, they just, they just it's not going to work. I love it. This has been uh, not at all what I was anticipating. I don't even know what I was anticipating. Uh, but it wasn't this. It sounds like a very elegant affair. Yeah. Not saying you're not elegant, but <laughs> <laughs> I have my moments, but not overly. <laughs> I do think this sounds very. Um, I think there'll be a lot of conversations, some good dancing. Exactly. I'm done with this, okay. Because you can like sit down with a cocktail, but you can also have a dance. Heaven. Yeah, exactly. What's and dress up. Way? Maybe they will want to dress up as characters. You never know. They might. Yeah have some costumes up their sleeve well I very much have enjoyed this this is a really good evening uh and I enjoy your reasons you've got really good reasons for inviting people uh before you go I always ask my guests what they're currently reading so what have you got on the go I actually started one today and it's oh. called House um it's it's a non-fictional one for a blog tour that starts in April I believe oh. I should check that <laughs> um and yeah I haven't really got that far through it because I've been binging Bridgerton like all weekend um but I'm really excited to read it because the Tudor period is one of my favorites so I didn't know that about you either because if I'd have known that I'd have talked your ear off <laughs> <laughs> go for it about, about the Tudor period I'm obsessed I cannot get enough of fiction non-fiction so this sounds great yeah, I'm really excited for it. I've never really read that much nonfiction. Okay. And really, when I was younger, I wasn't really into history. I think it's more through fiction that I've become mm. more interested in it. So I'm excited to see what it brings. That's interesting. I mean, I think the thing is with the Tudor story, you're never going to go into these stories, particularly if they're about Henry or the wives, and learn anything particularly new. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you're not going in there expecting to be wowed by some brand new information... Yeah, and you're just going to just delve in. I mean, I read, uh, I think Alex got me a copy of A Tudor Christmas by Alison Weir. It's very, very small. And I was quite surprised by that because there was lots of things I didn't know about how they celebrated. Yeah, that was quite interesting. But yeah, if you're going to read about Elizabeth I and Mary and... Yeah. You know that thing. 
you kind of know it all don't you but like you said it's quite nice when you find something that does surprise you yeah and I do like how different authors and different writers have different takes on things and how they view what happened and so you might find in this non-fiction that how it's kind of perceived as very different which I think is really interesting to be fair I've actually never read any Alison Weir to date which <gasps> I need to change that shocks me if you love the ch- man the six queens that she wrote and she does they are very different takes on each queen yeah the main bulk of their story particularly uh, Anne of Cleves I loved because that was an Anne I've never read in any other fiction yeah I don't actually know that much about her either she's kind of the one that kind of gets lost in the pack a little bit doesn't she she's not really yeah I think that's what happens when you kind of get dumped but um yeah because she actually ended up where we went to Heaver Castle she actually ended up being given Heaver by Henry so she ended up owning it um but it's very interesting and I like that the the six books kind of overlap with each other and you kind of meet the other queens different times and and also how they perceive the other queens compared to when you read their story is different so definitely check those out yeah I have to go and buy them I think yeah all six (laughs) I I demand it so if you're asked why you've bought more books (laughs) I'll just go all in as well, just commit fully. You I should. Yeah, I know, I don't know why I've not read them, to be honest. I'm. You, tell me you've read Philippa Gregory. I have. Okay, good. Otherwise, I think I might have actually had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Died. Yeah, Alison, they're very different authors. And yeah. I mean, both of them seem to do amazing research. But Alison, also, if you ever see her do online events, she's really interesting to like hear speak about her research and all that kind of thing. And I think she's about to start writing about, I want to say it was Elizabeth Woodville, but that might, or it might be Elizabeth of York. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, I might have got that wrong though, but I'm pretty (laughs) sure she's, I'm sure it was something Elizabeth. And I'm pretty sure it was either Elizabeth of York or Elizabeth Woodville, one of the two. So (laughs) double check that. One of those. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of the Elizabeths. They were both great. (laughs) <laughs> they both do good work so either way <laughs> what about you what are you reading I am I'm really close to finishing Daisy Darker I got sent a proof it's it's really giving me and then there were none vibes um very dark I think it's set in Devon as well and I've got a little feeling I kind of know where it's based on ish um just from how it's described but yeah it's quite twisty it's quite dark and I might, I don't I'm going to try and squeeze in one more before the very end of March. And I'm not sure. I might try and go for a Shirley Jackson. Oh, I've never read any of her, but I've heard excellent things. Yeah, I neither have I. do it. Yeah, or I picked up a book in London called Fanny. Uh, <laughs> spelled like my name autocorrects, if you ever text me on your phone. That's <laughs> that. <laughs> it truly is if you ever try and taste Danny your phone will always change it to Fanny with an IE that's so funny (laughs) I don't even know why um but yeah it's it's felt like that and um it's a it's a sort of a reimagining of the story of like Fantine from Les Mis um I did pick it up and start it um but I couldn't get because I was traveling I struggled to um kind of focus and I want to sit and read it properly it's a very little book but yeah I'm intrigued so, yeah. squeeze one in them before the end of the month so. I'm determined to squeeze one more in I don't even know why why do I why am I trying to squeeze one more in <laughs> we all do it we're like we've got time it's only like, week. yes only the 27th 
I can absolutely read three more books. I think it's my TBR pie. I look at it and I'm like, I will get through you. I, you can actually see mine from where that is all of my to be read. Do you mean the shelves as well or just the pile on top? The shelves as well. Wow. Yeah, mine's pretty, mine's verging on the 200. Um, Me too. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I'm not alone with my addictive nature. <laughs> we can live together, it's fine. <laughs> we can. I don't feel, to be honest, I've gotten to the point now where I'm just going to treat it like a challenge. I'm just going to see how big it can get. Exactly. And I feel like buying books is part of the fun of loving books. So we just need to accept that we're never going to get through it all. No. And just embrace it. I am such a believer that you can never own too many books. I mean, as long as they're not becoming like a fire hazard or something. Yeah. Like from House of Hoarders. (laughs) (laughs) That could happen soon, but as long as it doesn't, it's fine. I think, and especially like as a mother with children, I think kids growing up like surrounded by books can they be a good thing exactly and then you can pass on your favorite ones as well which is lovely I am already doing that my children have pretty large libraries or both their bedrooms are full of books um because I see things that I read as a kid and I'm like yeah I'll get them that and they both really love stories which is really well they would have to anyway it's not it's not negotiable in my house (laughs) it's not an option you will like them. books but yeah uh, I think you can never own too many I think people who are panicking about their TBR as long as you're not binning them all do you know I mean as long as you're not reading them and throwing them in, in the landfill I think you'll be right yeah 100% like just accept it embrace it and then it's fine and if you and that's how to- denial happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what this is is actually denial but we are in the fairy throes of denial <laughs> it's all fine we don't have a problem whatsoever and I'm completely on top of this and the fact I've got like 12 pre-orders in like the next few months it's not a big deal pre-orders don't count I always say that so I'll pre-order and I'm like October is ages away that's October Danny's problem and then October comes and there's like six pre-orders and I'm like I was like why is a hundred pounds come out of Waterstones I'm like didn't do anything ago oh it's definitely not me well, it's, and they're bringing out really pretty books. And I'm like, oh, it sounds good and it's pretty. So I'm definitely going to need that. And they're signed and the edges are sprayed. If you don't pre-order it, you won't get the signed spread. Exactly. They just know how to reel us in. Oh my God. And I tell you what, since Bookstagram, I feel like publishers know. They know this shit now. They're like, if we make it look glorious, they'll buy it. Exactly. Everyone's going to buy it. Then everyone's going to promote it. Mm-hmm. And we do. Paper. Because it's <laughs> and suckers. we do yeah and we do we're suckers for it complete suckers completely well thank you for giving up your sunday evening to chat nonsense with me it's thank been an absolute much. pleasure um so for anyone listening who doesn't follow katie go over to instagram she is the book diary of miss hewlett i keep saying hewitt hewlett <laughs> And then once I say it once in my head, that's what my brain will think. So every time I try to record your opening, I'm like, you it, shit. A lot of people, that is how they pronounce it. So that's not unusual. (laughs) Honestly, nightmare. But go over, follow her. And thank you. It's been an absolute joy. Thank you very much for having me.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.